Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Well, happy Mother's Day. I want to welcome you to Stevens Creek Church. We're so glad that you're here today. I'd like to welcome all those in our Grovetown campus. I'd like to welcome those in our South campus, those watching online, those watching in our, uh, our atrium here at Stevens Creek Grove. What a great and beautiful day. Uh, to be in church. Do you know this is the third most popular holiday in America? You've got Christmas and then Easter and Mother's Day is number three. There's going to be more calls made today than any other day of the year. And so it's, it's a great day. You know, I like to start with something funny. I heard about these uh, two older ladies, Helen and Arlene. They were on their way to go to get something to lunch for lunch. Went to a restaurant and Helen was driving. As they're going down the road, she just rides right through a red light. Now, Arlene noticed it, but she didn't say anything. And a few minutes later, Helen ran through another red light. Arlene bit her tongue. And by that third time she ran through the red light, Arlene couldn't handle it anymore. She said, Helen, what are you doing? Are you trying to get us killed? You just ran through three red lights. She said, oh, I thought you were driving. (laughs) They made it to the restaurant, and they're sitting down drinking coffee. And um, Helen looked at Arlene and said, Arlene, is that a suppository in your ear? She said, oh, no, no. And then she reached up and pulled out. She said, it is. She said, well, I guess the good news is this. I know where I put my hearing aid. Well, today's a good day. <laughs> I had to think twice before I, uh, I did that. I had to try that one on Patty. I said, is this Mother's Day approval? She said, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's on the edge. It's on the edge. Well, Mother's Day is a very good day, especially if you have children, especially if your children like you and you like your kids. It's a good day, but there's a group of folks here today that's a hard day. And so to those of you that Mother's Day is a hard day, it's my prayer that that the presence of the Lord is with you and that you'll find some encouragement somewhere along the line as we go through today's service. Today, I want to focus on the story of Hannah, and her story is told in 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. Hannah was at a place in her life where it seemed like everybody else was having kids except her. And every year they would go up to Shiloh for uh, a big worship celebration with the community and all the relatives and so forth. And when they went up to Shiloh, it was a big deal, a lot of feasting, a lot of celebrating. And this particular year, it was just so hard for Hannah to go up because she desperately wanted to have a baby. But for whatever reason, she just couldn't have one. And so she dreaded going up, but she went up anyway. And her husband, Elkanah, didn't really understand uh, how to handle the emotions of his wife. 
because it affected her in such a deep place. And he just didn't know what to say. And he tried to say many things, but it seems like he is so much like so many of us. He just said the wrong things. So that's the background of the story. We pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 1. It says, in her distress, Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you crying? Because she was constantly crying. She couldn't eat. He says, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you so downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Now, that's a typical husband response. The wife is emotionally depleted. She's longing um, um, and working through this pain. And he says, babe, why don't you just have another piece of chocolate cake? It makes you feel better, doesn't it? Or how about this? I just get over it. Just get over it. It's just not your lot in life. Just get over it. And Whatever he would say to her, it would not touch the heaviness of her heart. We go on the next verse, back to the story. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and she went to pray. Now, Eli, the priest, was sitting there in his customary place right at the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish. The King James Version says she had this bitterness of her soul. She was in deep anguish. She was crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Here we see her. She's broken. She desperately wanted to be a mom. And she made this vow, O Lord, God of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and if you will answer my prayer and give me a son, then I'll give him back to you. He will be yours his entire lifetime and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Now, when you first look at this, You could say, well, maybe this is a last-ditch effort where Hannah was trying to bargain with God and work out God, and just maybe he would tilt uh, goodness to her favor. But it's not that. I believe that God looked at the sincerity and the anguish of her heart. She was serious. And as a result of that, God answered her prayer. Shortly after that, nine months later, Hannah gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel because the word Samuel means gift of God. And she followed through with her words, and she dedicated him to the Lord. Today, in these services across our three campuses, we're remembering the story of Hannah, and we're bringing over 25 babies to the Lord in dedication. And what we see in Hannah's story is the power of prayer. You know, over the years, my kids have taught me a lot of things. I mean, I probably wouldn't know about uh, Snapchat if it were not for my kids. I wouldn't know about Instagram if it weren't for my kids. I wouldn't know near as many rap songs or rap music if it weren't for my kids. I just never went there, but they took me there. Now, they said, feel the beat, Dad. Feel the rhythm on that. Now, don't listen to the words. Now, don't listen to the words, but you can just feel it. And so I wouldn't know all of that if my kids had not taught me. But one of the most um, important things or lessons they taught me is they taught me how to pray. Specifically, how to pray uh, for our kids and pray for them. Today is Mother's Day, and we're giving gifts to our moms as we celebrate motherhood 
But I believe that the most important gift that you can give your family is the gift of prayer. And I want to talk about that over the next few minutes. Prayers for your family. I believe that every one of us can be strengthened if we would pray four prayers for our families. Four prayers for our families. Here's the first one. And this is really directed to all of us as individuals. Whether you're a mom or dad, maybe you're a son or daughter, this is just to, to all of us. God, give me a vibrant faith. God, give me a vibrant faith. God, I want a real faith. I don't want just a mediocre kind of faith. I want a real and genuine faith. This begins with putting God first in your life. If you want God's blessing on your life, we often pray that, God bless me, bless my family. If you want God's blessing on your life, make it a point to put God first because whatever you put God first in, that's what he's going to bless. When you put God first, you'll start to see things differently. You'll see things more clearly. When you put God first, it's like the fog lifts. It's like the clouds part, and you start to see things like you've never seen them before. God wants to give you clarity of vision. God wants to give you clarity so that you can see his working in your life, and so you can see this new vision he has for your life. Jesus said these words in John chapter 8 and verse 12. He says, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. When we walk in the light, we have clarity. But when we walk in darkness, we have a tendency to stumble. We have a tendency to fall. When you walk in the dark places, you increase the chances that you're going to be hurt. But when the light comes on, it's clear. Here's the principle. The further you're away from God, the more confused about life that you're going to be. But the closer you get to God, the less confused you're going to be. When you're close to God, you're going to have clarity. And so what we're talking about here is, God, give me a vibrant faith. God, let your presence be alive inside of me. Now, some of you would say, Marty said, ah, that may work for you, but, you know, I don't really see God moving in my life. I don't see God answering prayers. I don't see God doing any of those miracle things. I don't see God doing anything. Could it be that you are getting what you expect? Could it be that you've closed God off, that you've closed your mind towards spiritual things? If you'll open your heart and just open your heart to him, I believe that God's going to open your eyes and things are going to be get, uh, things will get clearer as you learn to trust him. So the point today is God, give me a vibrant faith. And then we are asking God to turn on the light. God, turn on the light. So today I'm, I'm saying we're going to pray four prayers over our families. Now, through the years, my wife, Patty, has worked tirelessly to create a good and a stable home for our family. Now, I have the benefit to watch my daughter, Sarah, do the same thing for her family. And I thought it would only be fitting for, for Sarah to come share this message with me. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Listen, I have some precious 
parents. And from watching them parent, from learning from them, I've certainly discovered that that families matter. And if families matter, and we want to see our children flourish, then we have to take time and be sure to establish a stable home. So we're talking about four prayers, and the second prayer to commit to praying over your family is this, God give me a stable home. Strong families need a solid foundation, just as a building needs a solid foundation to withstand the test of time, families need a strong foundation to weather the storms of life. So in Matthew 7, Jesus tells a story about home building. It reads, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. This is one of the most familiar Bible stories It reminds us that each person builds a house. We are house builders. And you can simply replace that word house. You can replace it with home or or character or family or life. Because Jesus is saying you're constructing a life and the materials that you use to build it are the choices that you make. I want to make good choices so that my family can be stable, and I need God's help to do that. When Drew and I were married, we made a commitment to one another, and we made a commitment to the Lord, and that was to put God first in our family and in our marriage And I want to encourage you and challenge you all to do the same today. So how can you do that? One way is to make church a priority. Make it it a priority for everyone in your family. We know that faith is important. And as a parent, you lead the way for your kids. You build a life around what is important. And so do you ask them if they want to go to school or do you simply tell them that they're going? <laughs> do you ask them if they want to go to church? It's the wrong question. We must help them to decide what is important in their lives because we know that faith is important. If you will bring, be disciplined enough and be focused enough to bring your kids to us on Sundays and on Wednesdays, we will work hard to make sure that they have the best hour of their week. So Drew and I, we have three boys, and we work hard to set boundaries in our family. We want to create an environment of peace, and of order for our family, for us, this can be very, very challenging. Some of you may even look at our house and say, the Landrums are a bit crazy. And listen, sometimes we really are, but we are learning the importance of the ebb and the flow of life. We are learning to scale back and even say no to some activities so that we can create breathing room for everyone. We are learning the value of a routine and every family needs some sort of routine. Strong families minimize the distractions and maximize 
the routine. So we're joining together, we're praying four prayers for our family. So the third prayer is this, God give me the words to say. I pray this one often, God give me the words to say. This is an important prayer because words are so powerful. We have an opportunity to speak life, And we have an opportunity to speak death. Our words can build up and they can tear down. Words have power. If you don't like what you're seeing in your life, if you don't like what you're seeing in your family, look at what you're saying. This pertains to every area of your life and every relationship. If you don't like what you see in your spouse, look at what you're saying about your spouse. Genuinely, your spouse is becoming the words that you say. You show me a great and godly marriage, and I'll show you two people who know how to encourage one another. Words can build and they can tear down. Words can build a marriage relationship or they can tear it down. Words can build a child's self-esteem or they can tear it down. Words can build a relationship with a coworker that you want to introduce to Christ, but they can also tear it down. When we speak, we should say, God, give me the words to say. And so I want you to think, okay? T-H-I-N-K, think. So what is the T? T is, is it truthful. Before you say something, pause. Consider if what you're about to say is the whole truth or is it twisted just a bit? Maybe something to even make you look better. Is it truthful? H, is it helpful? Or maybe it's actually harmful. I, like we've been saying, is it inspirational? Is it going to build up or tear down? Is it going to give people hope and encouragement? Or is it going to discourage them? In, is it necessary? This one, this one may be the most difficult for me personally, that thing of talking too much. Some things aren't necessarily wrong to say, but are they necessary? Consider your audience, consider who's soaking in what you're saying. If your kids are in the car and you're frustrated with the driver in front of you, is it necessary to complain out loud and let your kids soak that in? And finally, K, is it kind? Love is always kind. And so our words should be too. So your family matters. This week, pray, God, give me the words to say. Now, our our fourth point is this. God, give me an opportunity to make a difference. God, give me an opportunity to make a difference. I think most of us all want to make a difference in the world. There's something inside of us that we want to leave things better than you found them. My dad always pushed and said to me, son, I want you to have a better life than the one I had. And I think most of us have the same desire for our kids. We want to set them up to have a better life than what we had. Well, today's Mother's Day It's just a gentle reminder that moms matter. Moms matter. You make a difference in the lives of your children every day. 
And oftentimes you don't see it and you don't think you're making a difference. But those long conversations that you have in the car between all of those activities, they make a difference. Those bedside chats that you have with your children, you know, it's like the third time they've asked for a glass of water and it is time for them to go to sleep. And yet all of a sudden now they're alert and awake and they want to talk to you. Those matter. Those are important. You know, when you pack those lunches and you put that little note in, uh, in their lunch pail and they get it and they roll their eyes, they may not th- communicate that they appreciate it, but they, they matter. When you help them with their math problems, and even though you don't have a clue about math, you help them anyway, and that's why they have a D. But um, <laughs> a whole different story. But when you go to church week after week and you make that part of your routine, they see that and it matters. You make a difference with the the countless things that you do every day. I believe that you are making an investment into the next generation. You're making an investment in the lives of your children. And I believe that investment that you are making will reap dividends in the years to come. Why? Because I believe God's going to use you to make a difference in the next generation. Because God wants to do something great in the world. When God wants to do something great in the world, he doesn't send some natural phenomenon. He doesn't send an earthquake or a hurricane or a tornado. When God wants to do something special in the world, he sends a child. When God needed a Moses, he found a Hebrew slave living by the banks of the Nile River by the name of Jacobed to be his mom. When God wanted and needed an Abraham Lincoln, he found an illiterate Virginia farm girl by the name of Nancy Hanks to be his mom. When God needed a Martin Luther King Jr., he reached down and found the daughter of a poor black preacher in Atlanta by the name of Alberta Williams. When God needed a mother, Teresa, he found an impoverished Albanian woman by the name of Nicole to be her mother. When God needed a savior for this world, he reached down and found a teenage girl, an ordinary teenage girl named Mary, who is pledged to be married to a carpenter named Joseph. God chooses women just like you. Ordinary women, average kind of folks, to do something very extraordinary, to do something in you and through you to make a difference in your world. Moms of all the women in the world that God could have chosen To be the mom of your child, he chose you. And your children need you. And so it's only natural that we say, God, give me an opportunity to make a difference. And give me an opportunity to make a difference in the next generation. And we pray over our children. I don't know if you ever outgrow that. That's not something you do when you send them off 
to high school or to college or you walk down the aisle with them. I think the prayers of a, a praying parent makes all the difference in the world. Let's go back to the original story. When that priest, Eli, saw Hannah in great distress, in the bitterness of her soul, he said, God's heard your prayer, and you're going to have a baby. And she conceived. Nine months later, little Samuel was born. And you can look at that story and said, oh, that was a nice answer to the prayer. But do you know that God often does immeasurably more than we ask or even imagine? We could look at that at Samuel's being born as the end of the story. But God did immeasurably more than that. Even more than Hannah was praying for. Because if you continue to read her story, you'll see that she was blessed with three other sons and two other daughters. Hannah asked for one child, but God gave her three other sons and two other daughters. God gave her immeasurably more than what she asked for. That's what God does. So what is it that you are praying for? What is it that you are believing for? I want you to focus on that. And we're going to focus our prayers on that need. That need in your family. That need in your life. But as we focus and we pray over those specific needs, I want you to get ready. Because God is going to do immeasurably more in your life than what you're even praying for. But it begins, first of all, with that first step. With that first prayer. Today, I believe that we can be strengthened if we offer up four prayers. God, give me a vibrant faith. Give me a stable home. Give me the right words to say. And God, give me an opportunity to make a difference in the next generation. So what is it that you want God to do in your life? What is it that you want God to do in your family? Think about that as we prepare our hearts for prayer. In a moment of reverence, let's all stand together in Grovetown and South Campus. Let's all stand together and... And we're going to pray. Let's bow our heads today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for the families here at Stevens Creek Church. I pray, Father, that you would bring peace over our homes. We live in a world uh, that is constantly changing. And oftentimes, the changes of this world create an opportunity for chaos in our homes. And so, Lord, right now, I pray for those homes and those families that are in, at, in a moment of chaos. It seems like they've lost a sense of peace. They have, they're wondering what tomorrow looks like. 
and questioning even if they will be able to make it through the coming days. I pray in the name of Jesus that the chaos that you're feeling would be overcome by the peace of the Lord. I speak peace over your life. I pray over you as an individual. I pray over your family specifically. I pray over your sons and your daughters. Father, we pray today that you would bring the prodigals home. God, we pray for the prodigals, those that have wandered away, those that have drifted away, those that are estranged from the family. I pray, God, that you would reach down at this moment and you would start to soften their hearts, that you would bring them back home. Father, we are so thankful for what you're doing. And God, we dedicate our lives to you today. And Lord, we receive what you have for us. So I want to pray that. Say, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, God, I receive. Say that, God, I receive what you have for me. Say that again. Say, God, I receive what you have for me. And we pray this prayer in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you today. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to StevensCreekChurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.